Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone, host of Film Festival Radio Show. And we are about to listen to an interview that I did just a couple of days ago for award-winning, multi-talented actress, Melora Hardin. And of course, we've seen Melora on so many hit shows from The Office, Amazon's Transparent. We've seen her on Broadway, a recording artist, just a long list of accomplishments she has. Well, now she is the star of this new independent film titled Golden Vanity. And what a role it is. She stars as the character Mabel Montgomery Mayflower. Three M's there. And the story is about this Judy Garland type character and this movie star over the course of one night she tape records herself as to what she thinks uh, are her memoirs but later possibly a suicide note it is a powerful role it will make you cry it will make you laugh it will make you just go hmm uh, so anyway, this character, she's drunk, she's alone in her big empty mansion, and she feels like this is her last chance to preserve her horrifying and often, often, I mean, really hilarious life story. But again, Malora just does an amazing job. This is a one-woman feature film. And I highly, highly, highly suggest that if it comes to your city at a film festival, right now it's making the film festival route. And again, the title of it is Golden Vanity. Please go see it because Melora just knocks it out the ballpark there. So let's take a listen to my recent interview as of, what, 36 hours ago with uh, Melora Hardin, star of the film Golden Vanity. Let's take a listen. Janice, you're on with Melora Hardin. Well, good morning, Melora. Hi. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I'm just wonderful, just wonderful. I've uh, seen your current film for the second time earlier this morning. Oh. Yes, yes. So we're going to jump right in here. Now, uh, Melora, we have seen you to star and, and perform in an impressive list of television roles, films, Broadway, even music, uh, which we'll talk about that a, a little bit later. But now you're starring in this, this new independent film, Golden Vanity, uh, as the star in uh, your character is Mabel Montgomery Mayflower, a nice Southern name for a lady. And myself being from Texas, I can really appreciate that kind of a name. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, gosh. But you just bang, bang, nailed this. So tell us, uh, what is, in your words, what is this film all about? And tell us more about who is Mabel Montgomery Mayflower, the three M's here. (laughs) Mabel Montgomery Mayflower is a sort of fading, uh, fading Hollywood movie star, kind of a la Judy Garland, um, Set in 1967, and she's kind of on on the downslope of her of her career, and um, and the story is is really about her reminiscing on a particularly dramatic night um, about her her life and what has brought her to become who she is, and she tells the stories about what has made her who she is, and. Um, 
and the decline and, and why the, and where the decline really has come from. And you get sort of a, a real, it's a real character study, you know, for sure. It's a, it's a character piece. And, um, and that's, yeah, that's where, that's what it's about. Now, since you, of course, are also an actress and singer and all of the talents there, what did you think about this character? Since you were, again, also an actress and the character is an actress, did did you have any sympathy for her or just what was your take on her? Well, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of sympathy for her. And I, and I, you know, I had, I think that Judy Garland was truly my, my childhood um, idol when I was a little girl because I'm a singer, I'm a dancer. You know, I'm an actress. I started acting professionally when I was six years old. Um, and my, both my parents are actors. So I kind of come from, like, I am kind of part of the circus, you know, as they say. Um, and I feel like, you know, she she really was of that gypsy kind of lifestyle that was, at that time, so abused and so taken taken advantage of. Um and, you know, I, I, I had a lot of sympathy for her. I mean, I actually had an amazing experience being a child actor, but, but I, I would say that's because of my parents. And when you, you know, get to know a little bit about, <laughs> about Mabel's parents, um, you know, you kind of see, you know, what happened. I mean, it's certainly, there is nature and nurture, right? But there's, yeah. I think it's a real, it's a real statement about nurture, <laughs> you know, yeah. this movie. Yeah, without giving away too much, we can just say the character's parents were a mess, a bit of a mess there. Yes. (laughs) To be be kind. (laughs) They really were. And and I would say, yeah, and and even more than that, I would say just, um, you know, cold and and living vicariously through Mabel. Mabel was, you know, a bright, talented, you know, and, and I think that's not, unlike Judy Garland's mother, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, who, you know, so I, I feel like, I feel like there was, there was a lot of, a lot of things that um, people had to battle through and still to this day. I mean, you know, I mean, as a child, as a child actor, I saw, I saw lots of people come and go and, and it really had a lot to do with their, you know, upbringing and, and the kind of, the kind of support that they got or didn't get. Um, how they stayed or didn't stay in the business or, or how they, how they navigated the business because the business of, of Hollywood is a business and there are things to navigate. And, you know, we, we found out so much more about so many of those things, um, in the last few years with the Me Too movement and all of that. And, and I think that, um, you know, that's real stuff. That's not, you know, that's, that's real stuff and that's stuff that's been going on for a super, super long time. So, I think that, and that's true, you know, some, not just Hollywood, obviously, but, um, yeah, I think that someone like Mabel can really be taken advantage of because she really, she really did want, you know, um, she wanted to, to be in the spotlight and she wanted to sparkle and she was sparkly, you know, uh, until she wasn't. Uh, yes, until she wasn't, for sure. Well, now, how did this, yeah. this come about for you to, um, do this role? I mean, were you approached uh, by the filmmakers or you heard about it, the, the making of the film or the script, I should say, or what? How did this come about? Well, I have, I've sort of been interested in doing a one-person show for a lot of years, and I've taken four different writing classes um, over over the years um, to, to sort of create 
uh, a one person show because, because, you know, because I just, I just have always found that a fascinating, you know, medium. And I think, you know, my agents knew that about me, um, that, that that was something that I was interested in. And this was something that, uh, Abram, the director and co-writer and Taylor Minus, who was the co-writer and producer, um, they wrote me a beautiful letter just, um, saying that they felt like I was the only one that, you know, could play this part and that they really, you know, would I please read the script? And so I read the script and, you know, my agent was like, look, this is like micro, micro budget, <laughs> you know, like gorilla foot filmmaking. It, you know, it's just, it's not going to be, you're not even going to make a penny, basically, you know, mm-hmm. so, so you could just, you, you know, just look at it and see what you think. And I'm always open to, you know, I'm always looking for opportunities to be creative. That's, that's really what drives me more than anything. And um, so I, I read the script and I was really taken with it. And because I am a singer and a dancer and, you know, just that there was the, the element of all of that, that I could really see um, in there. And I, and I had a meeting with Max and Taylor and I, and they were, you know, two people in their twenties at that night. It's like, you know, I was like, wow, they're really focused, really, really, they understand their story. I think it was a real risk to write that and, and go for that with, with as much passion as they did and to come after me with as much passion as they did. Uh, and I thought, these are, these are young filmmakers I want to work with. So they knew immediately, obviously, that they had you targeted. You were the actress they wanted. Yeah. Oh, that's how impressive. They did. They had, they, I know. They had me in their crosshairs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was really lovely. Yeah, yeah. Well, now this entire film is a a one woman feature film. This is over an hour. You are the only person character on in this whole film. What was that? Was that a first for a film or what? Yes, I mean, as far as we know, there's Mm -hmm. never been uh, a one person film. Yeah, so it is the first. Well, what was that like for you? I know you've you've done stage, of course, but as a film actress, what was that like? You know what? It was amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was amazing in the sense that um, that you know, so much of what's difficult about making movies and and television is that it's really not the work. The work is, is joyful and it's, it's everything that I know and it's my craft and it's, you know, but sometimes it's the personality of the people working opposite you. That you have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I didn't have to deal with anyone else's personalities or anyone else's, uh, you know, BS. I was able to just, uh, to rely on myself and, you know, Taylor and, and, uh, and Max and I had really created a lovely relationship. It was a very small crew. And, um, and, you know, we, we were all really, I really like working with people where you just, your eyes on the ball, you're all going towards the same thing. We had to do this quite fast. We were shooting it in five days. So the whole feature was shot in five days in one location. Um, sometimes very long takes, sometimes as long as 45 minutes where we didn't turn the camera off. And so, you know, I had a really lovely relationship with the DP as well. And um, we were working very closely. And and it was just sort of like, 
there were times when it was when when I would say, I think I need a break, you know, and I think I need a break, and I'd take a break, and then we'd come back, and but ultimately we were all there to to get this done and and get it done as as well as we could get it done. So it was it was wonderful. Everyone was everyone was just there to do their job. Nobody was, you know, doing anything other than that. And that is always really nice when you're working with people that are just there to do the job, the best they can do their job. One of the more interesting scenes for me was this, I guess you could call it soliloquy that uh, Mabel does, the the cake, the long black pubic hair, the <laughs> goodness. Oh. It was, people just have to see the film <laughs> to know what we're talking about. But was there any particular scene for you as, as the star, was there any particular scene that was more challenging than others or what? Um. I think that you know. I think that the I think that the phone call with with her daughter oh, at, near the end okay. was, you know, that was really really intense, really heartbreaking. I think really heartbreaking because yeah. it's it's the culmination of just the complete bottom of the bottom of the bottom yeah. <laughs> for her, yeah. and um, and that so that yeah that was that was heartbreaking, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole movie was was epic. You know, it, yes, was, it was it was it was it was it was exhausting and emotionally taxing and and delicious in that regard. <laughs> so. It really was. It was all all of those descriptions and more. Well, you know, since this is a one character film, is there a possibility that this has it been talked? Has this become a one woman Broadway type show or what? Yeah, you know that's really funny. I have I have a friend who who works uh, works in theater and works in film, and and he basically he saw it and he said to me, "Oh, this has to, you have to develop this into you know a live one person show." Um, so yeah, I mean, there's been some talk. There's been some mm-hmm. talk about it. I, I I love that you're you're bringing it up too. Uh, yeah, I can definitely <laughs> there could see be it. a natural a natural segue there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, I know it's uh, the film is going to. I'm guessing continue the film festival circuit. Is that where it's going first? Or what? yes, okay. Yes, yes. So it's the it's the opening uh, the opening film at the Burbank International Film Festival, and it's been nominated for best feature film and also uh, for best actor. Oh, so nice. that's really cool. And then and then we are also showing at the Fort Lauderdale International Film Festival. Those are the two that we know about so far, and then there's still a few other that, you know, haven't made their choices yet that are out there. Now, will you be traveling to those particular festivals for do, to do Q&As or what? Yes, I am going to do that. Yes. Okay, so in Burbank, Burbank is uh, September 21st, So, um, and I think there are still tickets available, so if people are in Los Angeles, they should... Uh, and they're interested in this, they should definitely go on to the Burbank International Film Festival website and buy a ticket for Golden Dandy because it's only selling one time uh, at 8 p.m. on September 21st. And um, I'm thrilled that it's the opening feature that they selected for the, for the festival. Um, and then the other one, uh, the other one, uh, Fort Lauderdale International Film Festival, is going on November 8th. So mm-hmm. if you're in Florida, you could go to the the Swift website and buy tickets for that. 
Absolutely. And it is so worth the price of admission and then some. It's very gripping. It's, it's gripping. It's kind of, it's quite sad in places, but it's also had some humor in it as well. So. Funny. Yes. yes. It really yes. does. Um, so let me ask you this, this this final question here in regards to the character. In preparation uh, for the character, did you what did you do? Did you watch a lot of Nora Desmond type characters, or, or what did you do to prepare for this? <laughs> well, we we did a we did two weeks of rehearsal, Max Abram and I. Um, so we rehearsed very, you know, like every day for two weeks. Um, and, and that was sort of where it all, where she really became Mabel Montgomery Mayflower. You know, we, we really knew that we wanted, you know, Max was very specific that he wanted her to have that mid-Atlantic kind of old movie star kind of accent. And so we worked to find that and we played with a few different things. And then there's a lot of different voices that I had to find and who those characters were so that I could, you know, have real specificity about them in my mind and recounting them. And um, so that was really, that was really most of the work. And then also just, I was really, I was really fascinated with the physicality of, you know, I, the dress, um, which was designed for me by Dina Pell and made for me. And it's beautiful, real 1960s fabric from that time. Um, and, and so, and also being a dancer, I really, I really wanted to use the space. I knew that we, we really only had the one location and, and I knew, you know, we sort of taped off all of the, where the, the furniture was in the, in the location because we were not rehearsing in the location. And, um, and just, you know, I really wanted to use as much of the space as I could so that I could use different parts of different chairs, different, you know, and, um, even found my way down to the floor a couple of times and just wanted to, you know, wanted to use as much as we could. And, and I also really loved the, the, that, that one, that one story that I tell that's inside of the, the archway up on the, up on the stairs. It yeah. feels very, um, to me, like she's on stage and it, it felt like the proscenium of a, of a theater, you know, um, stage. And I, and I just, I really love, that use of that and, and so Max and I worked worked hard on really trying to make the most of what we what we had there you know well you did all, all of you did this just has Broadway written all over it front and back center everywhere so I'm going to be on the lookout for oh it. I love that well I have two thank lessons. you I love that I'm oh, sure that. Well, I'll have to I'll have to give Barry Weisler a call. He's the producer of uh, Chicago, and, and he's he's just have always been so lovely to me. And he's always like, anything you want to bring to me. So I'll have to call Barry and say, Barry, uh, are you going to be in Florida on, on November 8th? Because he's yes. on the East Coast. <laughs> yes, the public is demanding that this become a Broadway That's right. show. Please. Everyone wants it to be a Broadway show. Let's Absolutely. do it. <laughs> Well, Melora, I have two last questions here. Uh, you have recorded three albums, and you're a wonderfully talented singer. Uh, any other albums coming up in the new year, maybe at the end of this year? Oh, thank you so much. Um, I am not I am not going to be doing an album this year. I, maybe next year. I would I would like to. It's it's I'm overdue. I need to be making. I do have I do have enough new songs for a record, so I should do that. Um, but I think it'll be more like next year because this year um, 
I'm really focused on, uh, you know, as, as far as side projects, uh, you know, or not side projects, but just other creative extensions of, of my, myself. I'm, I'm doing a, a line of wallpaper with, um, and I'm also presenting my, my fine art collections, um, at a gallery in Montreal, um, uh, in the first, uh, probably the month of November. So um, I'm working hard on my on my visual art right now. Um, so yeah, <laughs> people can see my my stuff my stuff on my website, which is melora.com. They can see my wallpaper there. Um, and then as far as my fine art collages, I'm I'm sure I'll be talking about that on Instagram uh, if if people want to you know keep up with with that too. And that was my final question about melora.com and all the beautiful artwork and wallpaper uh, art that you have there. Now, this wallpaper available for the public? Can, can people order or what? Yes, yes, yes. Anybody can order it, and you can order it on my on my website, and it goes straight to the to the printers, and they'll help people design the, the way that, you know, um, the way they want it on their walls and how it fits and all that. So, yep, totally available to everybody, and... Um, and yeah, and then my fine art pieces are big giant collages that are like six feet wide, some of them, six feet long and by five feet tall and very big, um, which will also be, uh, you know, presented, uh, at a gallery in Montreal called, uh, Gallery Le Royer. So that's exciting. In the month of November, I'll have my first fine art show. I've never, oh. never had one. So I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Wow, you are one busy lady. Oh, my goodness. So the rest of this year and already over into next year. So congratulations and all of that. <laughs> and lastly, thank you. Well, how can people follow you on Instagram? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm uh, at Melora D. Harden. Uh, and on Twitter, I'm at Melora Harden. I also have uh, a new Instagram that's going to be called uh, uh, Storyboards by Melora Harden because that's the name of my wallpaper is Storyboards by Melora Harden. So that, that is up and there, but we haven't really you know, launched it yet, but, that's, but it's there. Because okay. People can, can go there, too, to see my wallpaper. Um, yeah. And I've already been there, folks. It's beautiful. Her work is fantastic. It really is. Well, yes, Ms. Melora, thank you. thank you so much for this chat. The film, again, is Golden Vanity, and it is it's golden. It really is. And you do an amazing job. You just take us up and down and left and right. The character is just just phenomenal. And uh, as you mentioned, it's coming to upcoming uh, film festivals and others. And they can go uh, on your Instagram and all your social pages to find out and keep up with the film. So thank you again so much for chatting with me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Okay. You do the same then. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 